0: Real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that changed their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. This guest is passionate as heck about everything she does. She often finds herself tackling way too many things at once and lives 99% of her life in organized chaos. She chooses to invest her whole heart in just about everything that brings her joy and lives by the simple philosophy, follow the butterflies. Whatever makes you excited or nervous or feel alive, go there. Caitlin Ward is the owner of SK Salon and Experience, located in Keswick, Ontario. Caitlin has enjoyed an exciting career in hair for over 10 years and is now learning to balance business, life, and family. Caitlin, I am so excited you are here. Yes,
1: me too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, all the emotions, right? All the emotions
0: right now. This is our first in-person. Record, like recording session for the podcast so it's even more exciting mm-hmm. there's no screen no, blocking us <laughs> so tell us let's go back in time a little bit and tell us a little bit of your story yeah I mean I never
1: knew that I was going to get into hair from the start I was like a total brainer in school never took a spare overworked like <laughs> normal all the maths all the sciences, And then I was just super lost after high school. And I knew like, I actually for most of my life was saying I was going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Really? I was like so shocked to hear that. That was like my go-to. My mom was actually reading like my old yearbook and that's what I was going to be in like grade 11 or 12. That was my plan. And then I just couldn't commit. And I took three years off. And I think that is what really sort of Set the tone because when I went, came back, I traveled. And then when I came back, I went to university and I decided to take wildlife biology, which I was also extremely passionate about. I had just come back from Australia and I could not get back into the courses that I needed. I got a tutor and I wasn't used to this because I was so smart and so smart, but I was it came easy to me. Yeah. And it was no longer coming easy to me. Yeah. And I was going to to the University of Well, as I should have been, or not should have, but a lot of my friends that were there were in their third year. We um, <laughs> was our first year. And it was just a shit show. I didn't live on campus. I struggled the entire time I was there. I was mm-hmm. miserable. It just wasn't for me. And I, the jobs that I was interested in weren't really even like, available in Canada. Mm-hmm. I come from Australia. And I was like, what am I doing? And I dropped out. which was huge for me because I don't... I don't want to say give up or fail because Mm -hmm. clearly that's not what happened. But at the time, it did feel like that, right? And I do that often where I will throw in the towel or accept defeat. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was scary. And I was just like, I love doing hair. Maybe I should just go for it. And I think it's nothing against my parents. They were both supportive, but I think their generation was brought up where it's go to school, do this. So yeah, my dad especially was like, Okay, what? <laughs> My mom was like, whatever you want. But you can tell they're a little bit nervous. And so then I embarked on an apprenticeship and fast forward, I, I loved it. I ended up at a salon in Keswick where I met Sarah mm-hmm. yeah. and worked together for about 10 years. And then about a year and a half ago now, we opened up our own spot in Keswick. We now have a North American tour that we are on, teaching and one of our color techniques and life is crazy and that's like the <laughs> the the, the of where we are now <laughs> that's crazy I didn't even know yeah I know a lot of people don't know but uh, yeah yeah and again nothing necessarily against any stylists that were doing hair when I was growing up it was just the nature of the business mm-hmm. there was no Instagram it was not that yeah. and it was it was very hard to look at the career as anything more than just pumping people in and out. Yeah, You're kind of just a number. Everyone about the same thing. It didn't look like a lucrative, passionate mm-hmm. kind of career. Yeah. So I didn't really have that inspiration to do it earlier. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I'm just gonna try
0: and see, and it worked. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I want to talk about when you opened your salon and yeah. just kind of. Maybe not the necessarily the the logistics of opening the salon, but just the, at the timing where it came and kind of everything else. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, there is a <laughs> lot I was into that one. So we'll see what we what we disclose in the interview. But no, we Sarah and I have worked together for a long time, mm-hmm. and contrary to again what a lot of people know, Sarah and I hadn't even hung out outside of work once until we opened our own salon. And she's people look at nice. us now, we're best friend. But I always say she's like the best friend I never knew I needed, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for our relationship. But mm-hmm. we did not have this relationship in our old space. We were we were great. We no not know had loss or anything, but yeah. we were not these people that we are today in mm-hmm. our old space. So it's been such an incredible journey, like growing with her and watching her grow and same with me. So yeah, COVID happened, and I think it changed a lot of people. Yeah, I think it. Was obviously really hard for a lot of people. And I think you started to reevaluate almost mm-hmm. everything in your life, right? Yeah. And whether that's business or just business relationships or personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things changed. And I don't fault anyone for that. But I talked to a lot of people and I started to realize that I think I could be bigger mm-hmm. and not necessarily bigger as far as a dollar figure, mm-hmm. but just bigger in what I'm capable of.
0: Yeah. And
1: I needed to find a space that was going to support that. And I was going to harness my growth and be proud of it. I didn't want to feel like a nuisance to anyone anymore. And I wanted to know that whatever I wanted was possible. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I look at things. If I'm going to take something on, I'm going to do everything in my power. And so do most people. Not saying I'm different, but mm-hmm. I like—I am not going to fail.
2: Mm-hmm. And if
1: I do fail, it's going to have led me somewhere else. Yeah. And then it's not really a failure. But mm-hmm. I won't give up, mm-hmm. right? I'm like that scab that you keep scratching. <laughs> <and I'm getting laughs> yes, my husband. I always say that and the qualities you love about me are all the qualities that you fucking hate. <laughs> you don't say that you don't like them. No, you love them and you hate them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that was a. It was such an exciting time and it was also such a difficult time physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pregnant mm-hmm. during the pandemic and we were locked down a lot and the opportunity presented itself and it was kind of no no worse time and also no better time mm-hmm. because trying to manipulate two sty- busy stylist schedules in a transition is very difficult. Yeah. So luckily, I actually didn't really have a schedule because I was off. So I didn't mm-hmm. have clients that I had to finagle. So it was a good opportunity. I mean, anyone who cared or was invested in this transition, there was a lot of talk going on. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, and it really crippled me for a while. And I had to learn to be okay with knowing that there was going to be a lot of narratives that were being written that were written that weren't mm-hmm. necessarily the truth. Mm-hmm. And that there was also, and this was my biggest struggle, there was also going to be a lot of times where I may not get to tell my truth.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like leading into this change, anytime there was something that I didn't agree with or that was said or anything, I always had an opportunity to defend myself. But this was probably my biggest challenge to date, was knowing that there was a lot of things being said that were out of my control and I was never gonna get the opportunity to, to say that, that side of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that even saying the side of it would have done what I was hoping it would have done. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger like reward would be to learn to be okay with it. Yeah. That was fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> and still not all I it. <laughs> a lot of times about that still guilty, <laughs> but it was hard. And uh, yeah, like a lot of, I mean, everyone in the town. Mm-hmm. And, but, well, oh, that's that's presumptuous. Not in the town, everyone in the hair town. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not everyone really gives a shit about this. Everyone in the hair town, in the hair community, and clients and mm-hmm. gossip, and every, everyone who wanted to be involved. But it was like, Caitlin did this. And mm-hmm. contrary to most belief, it was actually Sarah that did it. And <laughs> Sarah was the one who, wanted a bigger change than I did, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then we just decided to chat and we both realized that this was the best best path for us moving forward. So yeah, there was a lot of things, a lot of hurtful things said, even mm-hmm. about Sarah, to be honest. Me too, but a lot of things about Sarah and I'm like, you don't realize when you say some of those things, you might be trying to insult me, but you're actually insulting Sarah in the process. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like she's not strong enough to have made a decision like this on her own. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot and it was crazy. And I was pregnant and then there's conversations happening. There's feelings mm-hmm. involved. There's emotions involved. There's logistics with other people and we're renovating. And I'm eight months pregnant, sledgehammering <laughs> a fucking wall and picking up things from Marketplace. I think I put off 20... 20- Thousand kilometers on my car that summer. Oh my summer. gosh. Was, one time, my mom and I drove a loop from like Mississauga out to like Whitby and back again. We just picked up so much And I'm renovating a desk and like let the power down. <laughs> and this is why we're convinced that our daughter Gordy is like so great with like loud noises mm-hmm. because she, her like lullaby at night was a sander or a <laughs> saw or something <laughs> she's just getting red with those noises yeah uh, yeah it was crazy we had to rush to open it because we had some unfortunate things happen like at our old space that no longer <laughs> allowed Sarah to work there so she kind of went to her house and just fit in who she could so we had to <laughs> rush to open even faster then we had some issues with pliers and things like even <laughs> you know, just a shit show from start like start to finish <laughs> And then we did it and I had my daughter and it was crazy. Actually, I think I had her maybe a week before I started working there. Yeah. So I was in there a lot and juggling emotions of wanting to be with her, but not Mm -hmm. wanting to miss out on the newness of the the people that were so happy for us coming in Mm -hmm. and having so many emotions and and feelings and congratulations Mm -hmm. and just, just kind of balancing. Should I be at home? Should I be here? I'm gonna bring her with me. Yeah. I learned very quickly that letting her have a six-hour nap in the morning is not a good thing. I thought she was doing me the best favor like, That didn't pay off at that So I learned a lot. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy, but we did
0: it. <laughs> so I have a few questions. Yeah. Okay. So, so the first, when you had mentioned, kind of at, I think it was at the beginning of COVID, when people were kind of telling you that should push yourself and do more and be more kind of in the hair space. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel like you had, that you were meant to do more? What do you
1: mean? Sorry. Like when COVID happened and that I should be doing like work more,
0: not work more, but putting yourself out there in the hair more, like Uh, putting yourself out there, showing your skills, uh, showing up on Instagram, uh, like kind of creating that name, that brand for yourself.
1: No, I think I don't think I started putting myself out there more because of other people wanting it. I think I started putting myself out there more because I felt alone
2: mm-hmm. in a
1: lot of my struggles, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that like pregnancy depression was a thing. That right. took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I only knew there was postpartum. Yeah, because everybody talks about that, mm-hmm. but I didn't know and that was probably the lowest I've ever been in my mm-hmm. life. And that was huge. So like talking about that, I have some friends that are like, don't scare women who haven't had babies." And I'm like, you're not, in my opinion, you're not scaring them. No. And everyone has a choice to listen or not listen. Like mm-hmm. if you hear someone starting to talk about something online, like that's the beauty of it. It's not face to face. Yeah. Don't listen. <laughs> right? But I wish I had known that mm-hmm. that existed because I was like so alone and sad and not alone for lack of having people with me because I had my family there and my Mm -hmm. kids there right but just mentally and so same thing with the industry I feel like we're in this new wave now like people sharing more real things Mm -hmm. and in every industry really but the response has been really great Mm -hmm. for the most part (laughs) yeah always something but it's been really nice to know like that Sharing a lot that happens with myself has really encouraged other people to make changes or get help or mm-hmm. not feel so bad about something that's happened because yeah. they're not alone. Well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I started sharing more because I felt obligated or people wanted it. I think mm-hmm. I started sharing more because I needed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you have that connection to other people that are going through something. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably like why it started and how it kind of grew, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the, not, not the gossip itself. Yeah. Cause I could um, care <laughs> just about that, yeah. but just how, because I know I'm such a person that I always like to think that other people's opinions don't matter. And for the most part, 90% of them don't matter, yeah. but sometimes there are ones that friggin sting. Yeah. And so I want to know, what did you do in those moments when those comments were, or those Get people are
1: really or- ugly redneck. That's what usually happens to <laughs> okay, me. Locking in,
0: can't be
1: in public, turtlenecks, all winter long. That is a constant struggle for me. Mm-hmm. I thought about this aspect for a while. Somebody else asked me that like a couple mm-hmm. months ago. They were kind of struggling with it. And I don't think by any means, I am an expert at not caring about what I'm mm-hmm. I think if I could choose something to work on, that would definitely be it. I have had to grow a lot because... I've learned with growing and creating a brand and putting yourself out there, there will be yep. a lot of stuff. I have to say, I am fortunate that there's not a lot that is said to me. Mm-hmm. It's often heard from other people, which could be better or worse, actually. Yeah. But I don't know. um Yeah. I've had people stop being friends with me because of my views on things, mm-hmm. uh, which is fair. But I don't think that, for myself, I didn't necessarily want to not be friends yeah I've had people use their platforms to express their desires and thoughts and loves of things and in doing the same on my platform was like cut off friendships yeah I've had people not want to follow along because I share too much with my daughter (laughs) they don't agree with that because I have Mm -hmm. a public platform yeah I've had it all and it's but even whether you agree or disagree, like I even had one of my girlfriends who was who was just letting me know in a in a positive way to, to say, I know some people that go to your salon and they saw you at the trucker rally and they like no longer want to go there. And I was like, okay, fair. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. Yeah. And she was like trying to help me. And yeah. She was like, I just want to let you know if it starts to affect your business. I'm like, but isn't that the point? Mm-hmm. Having a platform and standing up for what you believe in, even if it's not for what someone else believes in, yeah, that's fine. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think I even have <laughs> to have my views, but I might want to talk about my views. Yeah, me. and so just learning to navigate that—it's been difficult. Mm-hmm. I once had someone say to me, "Like, you have so many friends." And I was like, "No, I don't. I have <laughs> a lot of clients," and I realized very quickly that there are a lot of people that I consider friends mm-hmm. that. Only considered me a friend while I was doing their hair. And when they no longer do their hair, it was like, we no longer coexist. And so I had learning to let go of relationships that no longer serve me Mm -hmm. is very perfect for me to do. I want to keep every single one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who wants a million pennies, so (laughs) not four quarters. And that has actually started to change in Mm -hmm. my daughter. My time is very valuable and I stopped. Mm -hmm trying to stop doing things that doesn't bring me joy and hanging around people that same thing. So Dave go circle back and answer the question. I mean, I don't do it well. Sarah has been really good at trying to ground me mm-hmm. and to remind me of the greater picture. And yeah, I, I, I don't think I handle it the best as <laughs> a brutally honest, I don't think I can here and say, this is what I've done and fixed it. I look at my daughter. I look at my life. I look at the people that, Constantly bring me joy and that are my biggest cheerleaders. And mm-hmm. I think I have you and this doesn't matter. And I say that to myself. It doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nights where I could feel sick to my stomach with anxiety, especially the shit that's not true in the negative comments. Mm-hmm. That is really hard to feel. That's yeah. not the kicker. But yeah, I'm, I'm not great at it. I'm getting better. I'm mm-hmm. growing and I am definitely better than I was. Mm-hmm. But I would like to make a lot more progress <laughs> with that. Sometimes people just think you're a name and they don't really yes. have feelings, Yeah, right? Yeah. And all the people who will message me and be like, I can't see you anymore. It's nothing to do with you. It's literally just price. I'm like, respect the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. we are not for everyone. <laughs> I continue to educate myself and my price tag goes along with that. But that doesn't mean you have to grow with me. I yeah. respect that. But then it's like, it's like we know you can still comment <laughs> on some of the picture. and I love it. Good job. Not Mm -hmm. that I need like Instagram gratification, but the people who say I'm still your biggest fan, I still want to support you, but you're not. Yeah. Right. I don't have to do your hair for you to support me. Mm -hmm. You could share a fundraiser that I'm doing. Yeah. You could promote something that we have in the boutique. You could Mm -hmm. still like if that's how you feel and you do still love me or what I'm about, then you could still support me without sitting in my chair. But that doesn't ever really happen. So I'm like, yeah, we're not. You're, we're not
0: really connected. No. is just a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking good at what nice I uh. said, <laughs> oh my gosh. Just lost my train of thought there. But yeah, I honestly I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. And I know even saying this for myself, I think that's what has really, I wouldn't even say hindered, but even I think I've even put my own little security bubble on myself because I'm I'm so afraid of uh, what people will say. And kind of like you had said, like it would, it would haunt me a little bit. And like, I always say my husband has this beautiful gift of literally not giving a yeah. fuck yeah. about what other people think. I know. And That's I'm just sure like, I'm just like, Oh my God, it's in my soul forever. Yeah. It will haunt me for years. Yes. And we have to be better than people. <laughs> yeah. so Sometimes people say
1: super rude, like ridiculous things. Yes. And I'm not calling them out on it because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And I'm like,
3: you fucking should <laughs> I'm
1: having triplets, but I'm like pregnant. You shouldn't be saying that. Oh when I tell you I'm not, and then you ask me if I'm sure, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not okay. Right? I should be saying to you, that's really uncalled for. And yeah. you should never say that to another pregnant woman. But instead, laugh it off, right? Yeah. Because that don't make them feel uncomfortable. But now that I've been like following your journey, I'm like, no, fuck this. Don't yes. ask me a second time if I'm <laughs> having yeah. I just had a donut.
2: That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so leave me alone. Yeah. So
0: yeah. People often forget. And I say this to my husband all the time. And I remind my daughter of this too, that we're all human beings at the end of the day. And so, and my daughter did something actually to my husband, not to my husband, but she wrote something down on, I'm not going to say what it was, but wrote something down and my husband had to just seen it. And she said, that hurt my feelings. And I had to remind my daughter just because he is your dad doesn't make him invincible yeah. or make him yeah. n- nothing to you. Oh yeah, he's still a human being at the end of the day, and that 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 was hurtful. That was very very hurtful and very out of character.
2: Yeah,
0: and so and and she was just like oh, as if she wanted me to be on her side in a way, and I'm thinking. Yeah. No, if anything, we have taught you, like everybody is a human being yeah. and everybody has emotions. And if be kind,
1: it's well, important. There's a difference between telling somebody how you feel because you need to. And I'm a big yes. believer in that I, I can't really sit on mm-hmm. my feelings. And with the intent to hurt. Yes. There's a big difference. Yeah. And I'm okay with someone's. Listen, you did my hair and I'm not loving it want everyone to tell me if they don't love their hair yeah they spend half a day and a good chunk of money like I need to know and we need to talk about it yeah please do not shy away from that but there is a difference between some of the things that people say mm-hmm. and they're malicious yeah it's like that is not kind you mm-hmm. can say negative things but you don't need to be unkind yeah and so it's easier to let go of the unkind ones because mm-hmm. they're like This is more your battle than mine. Mm -hmm. Still sit up at night sometimes. (laughs) see those 3 a.m. posts. (laughs) There you go, like spiraling up. But yeah, probably forgot to take my medication (laughs) at the right time that day. But uh, yeah, like there is a difference there. I've been told so often that I'm sensitive. Mm -hmm. And Mike and I had this conversation. And it's not (laughs) his fault. We were joking. He said something. And I don't know if he said he's really sensitive today or something. And I was like... I'm tired of that word being negative. Like yeah. being sensitive is my superpower. Yeah. And what being sensitive allows me to do all these things. Mm-hmm. It's not always great. There's sometimes I wish that I felt less. Yeah. But I decided years ago, I'm just so fucking tired of mm-hmm. being told I'm too much, too much of anything. Yeah. Too much energy, too much, too many ideas. Yeah. Like always wanting to try something new. And some of that was really, really affecting me from my previous. Mm-hmm. Like, always feeling like I was too much. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just at work, wasn't just there, it's just in life, whether it was mm-hmm. in relationships or other things. And it was like, I I had, I, I one day I was driving and I called Mike and I was falling to you, okay, and I'm like, I can't thank you enough for finally allowing me in my life to feel like I have to stop being sorry for being too much. Mm-hmm. Like we just got to this point where I was overwhelmed with gratitude for him because I didn't feel too much for the first time in Mm -hmm. a long time. And I was like, holy shit, that was the most liberating thing. Mm -hmm. There's some moments where I'm like, Guys, I know this is maybe too much, but like, probably <laughs> me. So Let's go. And like, yeah. my Louisa, who works with us, she is like, she helped me with that bio. And yeah. she, like I said, like, you live in organized chaos. I'm like, no, it's never too much. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, yeah, I am tired of sensitive being negative. Mm-hmm. With women, sensitivity is negative. With men, we want them to be more sensitive. Yes. It doesn't need to be like that. And I'm just so fucking tired of being them too much mm-hmm. not directly like you're too much but in the way that that yeah. people act yeah in certain ways I'm like fuck that like I'm not apologizing for the way that I'm born yeah I'm not I'll say I'll apologize to you if I if I've done something that I need to apologize for and if I've hurt you but just being too much maybe I'm not your cup of tea and that's yeah. fine but I'm done saying sorry for being too much yeah because it is crippled to me for most of my life
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I can relate to that. I feel like all through high school, you're too loud. You're too animated. You're too all of these things. And I remember just slowly like getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I was just like, fuck that. Like, I'm tired of being small. Like, how can I live my life? Like, how can I be happy if I'm just too worried about being too big for this person (laughs) or that person? So So true. I saw this
1: thing the other day and it was like a woman's post. And if the the pilot went up to the little girl and said, You can be a flight attendant too one day. And she's like, I'm going to be the pilot. And I was like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm the president. Yeah. But I just like, yeah, I even, even with emotions, like just having mm-hmm. too many emotions. Yeah. Yeah, of course. In a perfect world, I'd love to not feel everything as hard as I feel it. Mm-hmm. But if I took that away, I would take away so many other qualities and yeah. myself. And I just I don't want her to grow up believing that if she wants to have a tantrum to herself, obviously maybe it's not great doing that (laughs) everywhere publicly. But if she wants to have those emotions, like you're not too much. Like we'll learn to deal with them. Yeah. But this is how you're born. I don't ever want someone to be sorry for that, Mm -hmm. and I've had to be for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's awful. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's yeah, a, that's a on
0: that one. <laughs> we did a podcast on sensitivity being your superpower and just talking about that, and yeah, just having to play small or or biasing for who you are and and all of those things. it It's not fun, yeah. And you know what? Like, just I don't know if you if we could
1: just circle back to some of the things that you said, or yeah, like of yeah, course, I mean, yeah, yeah, like even talking about. The stuff about putting yourself out there, people didn't know that I was living a real life, also. And it wasn't perfect. And I'm like, and you know what? Now that we can talk a little bit and you talk about putting yourself out there more, I remember one of the moments where I started talking about Mike and I was specifically because I had mm-hmm. a few younger clients, not much, but maybe three, like four years younger than me. And they had messaged me being like, I hadn't even posted something about Mike and I. And they were like, like, I dream about having the relationship that you would like to Mm -hmm. I was like whoa 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 okay that's very kind and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that and if we're your info I'm on board with that but it needs to be about a realistic expectation yeah and by that time when I weren't thriving we were going to counseling twice a month we were working through shit we had some really fucking dark times because He's also like an emotional guy, but like angles it differently. But mm-hmm. he was the first guy that I dated that kind of matched my intensity about certain things. Mm-hmm. So way more intense than him. <laughs> but that led us to butt heads a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can look up to us, but you mm-hmm. need to look up to the truth. So then I started sharing things about that, and I had five people reach out to me, like my husband and I need to go to counseling. Who are you using? It's like, See, like it's yeah. just, the comparison is the fact of happiness. Yeah. I do it all the time. We all probably do it all the time, but I just want to compare myself to something that's real. Yeah. I can still compare myself, but I want it to be the truth to what I'm looking <laughs> at. So yeah, I don't want to fill my page with the negative things. I'm not going to post a picture of me crying after a fight that Mike and I had. But its I just want you guys to know that that's also happening. Like, mm-hmm. we love each other more than anything. I love my career more than anything. I love my clients more than everything. I love everything. I love my family more than everything. And I probably should have put Gordie number one. Strike straight that. Start it over. again. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like there are hard times. And I think Mm -hmm. for a long time, people didn't believe that that existed. And that's where negative comments came from. Because I also have learned a lot in the last couple of years, there's a lot of people that make negative comments or say negative things. And if you looked at the bigger picture, they're saying it because they wish that they had done things Mm -hmm. different. You always get that like, Middle-aged woman who left her husband and the friends are like not supportive because maybe they wanted to leave their yeah. husband and they're not like ready to do that yet. They don't want to say they're not strong enough, but maybe they're not ready to do mm-hmm. that. Or someone who like loses weights. So, oh, that diet's probably not healthy for you. Yeah. It's because they want to do it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's some who are actually genuine, but a lot of negativity comes from people wishing that they had taken the leap mm-hmm. that you might have done. Yeah. And trying to recognize that has been a learning curve it's not mm-hmm. easy in the moment I'm like what did <laughs> I but I'm like hey, maybe they just are at a bad point but yeah I don't do it well I'm not going to sit here and be like "All these steps and you <laughs> will be feeling peace because my biggest struggle right now is finding peace and mm-hmm. I am nowhere near where I want to be with it mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of growing to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are you doing right now to find Nothing.
1: peace? Nothing. <laughs> no, I, I can't <laughs> meditate. I know that is like a huge thing that you're a big yeah. that maybe if I committed to it for longer than a few times, I would push myself over the hump, but I cannot meditate. Honestly, I, I'm not, I'm, but I'll just be really honest. I'm not doing anything. I don't have peace very often. Mm-hmm. I struggle a lot with this aspect. The more things settle down, the more things I add. Yeah, and I'm like an adrenaline junkie that hates myself later for it. But Mike and I talked, and he's said, "I don't know if you would feel full if right. you didn't chase these things." I'm like, "I want to chase them, but I want to learn how to have peace and be present mm-hmm. in certain aspects while I'm doing it." Yeah, and I, I am not. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no better way to show how that I am not. I don't. Know how to achieve peace right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have peace, I have joy, I have happiness, yes. but my mind never stops. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm at home, there's a lot of time I wish I was more present with authority than I, what I'm doing. Like, I'm there, we're having a great time, but my mind is often thinking of other things. Mm-hmm. And she deserves more than that. Yeah. And I struggle. I want to give her more. And again, you have all of you being like, she is the luckiest girl to have you as her mom. Yeah. She will grow up believing that she can do anything mm-hmm. she wants. And I almost feel guilty sometimes hearing those because I'm like, you don't know the downside of it. You don't know that right, right now she doesn't always notice because she's so young. But can I fix this before she's old enough that she does notice mm-hmm. that mom's there, but not really there? Or do I give up a little bit more? You gotta cut that video with my leg <laughs> up. My
2: undercarriage is a
1: little bit there. <laughs> Brittany Spears moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah will will i be able to fix this by the time she mm-hmm. is like mom's here but she's not really here yeah or like mom's at my soccer game but she's still working
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't i the things that bring me peace are finishing the things that i need to do at work mm-hmm. and i have obligations that i can't get done while i'm at the salon because i still actively supply
2: yeah it's not like
1: i'm building the business so the business happens outside of work yeah and I need to be better at managing how I balance mm-hmm. that. Mike has grown like a million percent in understanding what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. It was like, I can shut off. Like, I'm like, why can't you? And so I've learned too, like with with listening to like more doctors and therapists, it's like your brain is at Mach 12,000 with mm-hmm. your cortisol level shot through the roof. Mm-hmm. from nine to five every yeah. day how the fuck do you expect to walk through the door and instantly not yeah still on that yeah you want to let's have playtime at 9 p.m because i am way more chill like that <laughs> that doesn't work for me apparently yeah. so it's yeah it's not easy. i i mm-hmm. am struggling i am trying to balance it it feels like right now someone or something is going to suffer mm-hmm. and I, I haven't figured it out yet
0: yeah, well, as a daughter who whose mother was worked a lot and was pursuing her dreams and and doing those things, I can say it was very rewarding. I it was hard. There was hard. My mom was absent for a lot, but when she was there, she was there, and I think that's what mattered. I remember saying something to my mom once on vacation, "Why do you work all the time? You need to be home more." And she said, "I can be, but you won't have the things that you have." Mm-hmm. And we won't have the lifestyle. We can't go on vacation. And she was building her career at that point. And it really put into perspective. And I was, I was maybe 10, 12 at the time that, okay, she's, she's working hard to provide things for us and to give us the life that she never had. And now as an adult, and even when I was in my early twenties, it was so rewarding watching my mom grow into this. And to this businesswoman and yeah. and I still take so much pride in you know what she did and she worked at McDonald's and started from literally the bottom yeah. and and was director of menu at head wow. office and created a lot of the things that people eat yeah. now at McDonald's. Yeah. And so it was just it's so amazing to watch. So yeah. you're not gonna fuck it up and you don't need yeah. to fix it later. <laughs> I had the entire opposite experience.
1: Like my mom gave up her career to raise us Mm -hmm. and I remember the joy I felt when Mm -hmm. she was there to pick me up after school Mm -hmm. so I didn't I'm sure I would feel exactly like you do Mm -hmm. had she continued in her career yeah but she made a different path right Mm -hmm. and so I don't necessarily have those feelings to support Mm -hmm. what I'm doing so hearing that is is nice and, Mm -hmm. and it does make you feel good about it and I know that she will be proud One day, Mm -hmm. but I, I want to, I don't want to miss out and I don't want her to feel like I'm not there. Mm -hmm. So it's tough because what you're saying is so rewarding to hear. Mm -hmm. And I just think I need to get there Mm -hmm. and I need to make sure, like you said, like when she was there, she was there. And I need to make sure that when I'm there, I'm there. And right now we have a million moving parts and it's hard to be there when I'm Mm -hmm. there. So if I can do that, I think I will start to feel better and know that. When I am there, our time is our time. But right now, when I'm there, our time is a lot of our time. But my mind is still floating. Yeah. Right? So I know I'll get there. I don't <laughs> give up. I'll fight <laughs> through thick and thin. And I have been through hell mentally and physically. And there's been tons of trauma that we've had to work through. And so mm-hmm. I know I will get there. I yeah. hope it's sooner than later, but I I won't give up. And I will do what I can to make sure that she knows how loved she is, even when she is old enough to understand these things. Right.
0: Yeah. So. And it's hard. I wanted to kind of bring back up the conversation that you had with Mike, where he was like, just shut off the moment you get in the door. And my husband's the same way. And it it's a very different dynamic when you run your own business yeah. and you are self-employed because sometimes it runs without you. And sometimes It doesn't, Mm -hmm. and sometimes things fall slowly fall to the wayside and start to pile up, and it becomes more and more and more, and then shit, I actually have to do that now. And sometimes it's hard for them to understand, like when my husband takes time off. We take two weeks. We take a lot of time off in the summer, and I really try my best Mm -hmm. the full seven days to not be on my phone, and it's hard because. I don't have, I don't have an assistant to answer my emails. I don't have somebody to post on my behalf. So sometimes it's, I'm sorry. I really want to be present hundred percent of the time, but I just don't have that luxury right now. And like for me,
1: I know that if I just spent a half hour doing it, then I would be good for the next hour. But I want to get to the point where I don't need to do that, Mm -hmm. where I don't need to reply to the client that wrote me in. And I'm a big of, I believe people should be able to email you, message you, text you whenever they want. And it's your boundary on when you yes. reply. So I don't ever come down on my clients if they message me at 11 p.m. It's my boundary. Eat, like text and eat in Instagram and email, that's calling and leaving a voicemail out to me. Yes. And I know not everyone has that view, but that's my view. So I'm not faulting them for messaging me at 11 p.m., but I need to be strong enough to not open that email mm-hmm. or open that. Email. Yeah. Because if I know someone didn't really love my hair today, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I write them back in the morning nothing's going to change and I'm like I'm not fucking sleeping <laughs> if I don't write them back this minute yes see they may not even get it I'm like doesn't matter yes like I need too so I want to get to a point where I don't need those things mm-hmm. to feel peace or to feel that the fight or flight is calm down a yeah and i don't know how to do but i'm gonna keep trying (laughs) yeah i'm gonna keep working on it it's
0: a hard one it's a really really hard one i try to put my phone down at 8 30 at night and not look at it again yeah and sometimes i do and sometimes i'm like oh damn and sometimes 8 30 at night is when i am the most creative or i have the most
1: time Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: and i sometimes we don't watch the same shows but we'll Mm -hmm. make an effort to like Sit on the couch together and cuddle and have a glass of wine. So maybe we're sitting together and he's watching his show and I'm on my phone, and you know we're still connecting. Mm-hmm. And then like commercial, maybe we'll put it down and we'll chat and then we'll go back. So we try to find ways to work it into mm-hmm. things without having to literally just sit at the salon. But yeah, it's not easy. Someone asked me this morning on my way here, I told her I'm coming. We have a podcast, and they're like a new business owner. Yeah, plus their regular job and they were like how do you do it I'm like you don't she's like how do you like shut it off I'm like I don't is that what you want to hear she's like dang like I don't have cancer right now and yeah I'm just an adrenaline junkie that needs Mm -hmm. to figure out the one thing that will bring me peace Mm -hmm. and I haven't I haven't got it yet yeah because peace to me is like working and being with my family, but
0: at the same time, I don't want to do that forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's, I think you're kind of answering your own question there. It's like, you have to kind of decide what your variation of peace Mm -hmm. is, right? Some people are like, I love relaxing at the end of the day, watching TV, where some people's, I don't find that relaxing. I find that very stimulating, which I would much rather do a puzzle or journal or meditate or read a book. So like some people read at the end of the day, I love watching a good thriller on TV, a little spicy. I like that. Like that, that calms me. I like that, but that's not for everybody. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really understanding. And I I even noticed this with my husband and I, that we have very different versions of peace and how to honor each other in when we are trying to have peace. Like I very much, I'm, I love being alone. That's where I recharge Sit me in a cabin in the middle of nowhere yes. for three days by myself. Disconnect me from the world and I will come out a different person. Yeah. But it took a long time in our relationship and a lot of courage for me to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love Lily. Mm-hmm. I love our home and our life, but I need to get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, And I need to do it alone. As much as I want to do it together, I need to do
2: it alone. Yeah.
0: And it took years. Like Bob and I have been together for... Seventeen years, eighteen years, and it took a long time Mm -hmm. to finally say, "This is where my piece is." Yeah,
1: and I'm like the exact opposite. I pretend that I like what you like, but I get seven hours to myself. I'm like doing a project, staying the day, inviting someone over. And I, when I my last relationship ended, we were together seven years, and that was like a big traumatic thing for me to go through. And then I bought him out and kept our house, and was like.
2: Oh, come alone. This is, i This
1: is—I—I don't ever know what this is about. And I made a pact with myself that I would not get into a relationship until I knew that I was totally okay. No plans mm-hmm. and being alone. And it took almost a year. And I remember I sat on the couch. I came home from something, and I sat on the couch. And that night and the whole next day, I had nothing going on. Not not seeing anyone. And I just sat on the couch with a glass of wine and I like looked out the window and I literally think I might have even said it out loud. And I was like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then two weeks later, I went my so I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm box. So I need a But I did okay. it, I like, it. took a year of feeling uncomfortable, feeling sick of, of not knowing what I would do with my time, of not finding mm-hmm. joy unless I was around people. There was a period where like shortly after we broke up, somebody slept over every day for wow. six weeks. And then I was like, this is not healthy. And because gives me counseling. I learned a lot about it. my parents' divorce and, and how that shapes you. And they're both struggling. And those are the people that need to teach you how to accept no or how to be okay with things. And mm-hmm. when they're going through so much shit, like I don't fault them at all. Yeah. I like to think I would be able to be the strong rock for Gordy should anything happen. But that was fucking tough on both of them. And yeah. I don't fault them at all. But like they were going through shit. Mm-hmm. And so that shapes you a certain way. And I realized very, well, probably too late, but early enough <laughs> to fix it for my marriage that like I needed people and I mm-hmm. had wanted to not be people to that level and took a year, but mm-hmm. I got there. So yeah. Now I just need Sarah because we can't run the business without <laughs> her. <another. laughs>
0: and I would love to just kind of talk about that relationship just a little bit, that dynamic. Because you had mentioned earlier in the conversation how. When you guys had opened s there was a lot of talk about how maybe, I don't really know, I'm just going off what yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried not to listen, yeah. close my ears <laughs> as much as possible, that you probably pulled her along and that you took her out yeah. and you said, you're coming with me yeah. and we're doing this together. And you had mentioned that it was quite opposite. So I would love to kind of talk about that relationship and yeah. two of you together. And So she is like a fucking ears woman, man. Yeah. And she
1: would never describe herself like that. But I I could honestly cry thinking about the journey that I have watched her come through. Mm-hmm. And we both had different experiences at mm-hmm. our old leading to the same end goal. Yeah. Right. But our, our journeys there were very different. We were treated very different. Then we were, then we got treated opposite. <laughs> which was also weird to the end. Yeah. The way that she used to be treated but the way I was being treated and vice versa. So that was also weird for us to kind of experience. We chatted about that a bit and was like, did you notice this? I like, yeah, she's like, me too. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so she was like, it's hard to say without, I'm not looking to throw anyone under the bus, but yeah. I mean, it's our truth and yeah. we are to share, right? So, I mean, she was like, this is exaggerating, but like a battered woman to some extent. Like,
2: mm-hmm. just
1: limited and told that she didn't need more because her husband was achieving these things. So like, why should she need this? Wow. Just looked at in a totally different way. And Mm -hmm. I think she believed that of herself. And that's just who I thought she was. And I didn't think she wanted more. I didn't Mm -hmm. think she wanted the same things as me. I didn't think she like needed those things to thrive. And I realized after that... Was the opposite. She just, she like her story is similar but different than mine of like mm-hmm. where what, where she came through in her life and then getting to that salon. Like she was just like a rock for so many people, mm-hmm. and even her marriage. Like her and John now are like newlyweds. It's a, so they're cute. like the mom and dad of the <laughs> salon. <laughs> and
2: I'm <of> like,
1: <laughs> and, yeah, we just had such. She's just the best and even her husband and her kids like to make a big enough change that your kids mm-hmm. notice and they're yeah. young enough they're like now they're 10, like 11 and 14 mm-hmm. but they were like this was like two years ago they were doing the yeah. things when we first started and one of her kids even cried wow. her like i'm so proud of you mom and i was like oh my god maybe that's like what i'm waiting for with lordy and i'll feel like yeah less sad about what i'm doing right but just watching her blossom, mm-hmm. no limits, and her look, her confidence, oh, yeah. her like, she doesn't, you don't need nice clothes to, to look good, but the things she's willing to wear, that she mm-hmm. wants to wear, the confidence, her her speech, her demeanor at the salon, mm-hmm. she, I mean, if she is insecure about things, which we have our own chats, and I know there are still certain things, but like yeah. She's just blossomed into such a beautiful person mm-hmm. inside and it out. It's it's like I I can't live without her. She's yeah. the best. She's fantastic, and I think that we both have brought out so many great qualities in each other, and mm-hmm. we yin and yang so well. We we always talk about how we never set out this thing. Hey, you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this in the business. And we just started. Mm-hmm. We just started owning a business, and. From day one, we just started doing things, and to this day, we still have the same things that we do. We just <laughs> figured out where we excel, yeah, and we manage those. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm like you can't wait. You can't. Wait. I don't <laughs> know how the fuck you this. Like I don't know how I do this. I'm like, great. Right, so I'm just staying together forever. <laughs> but she's she's so forgiving. She's so mm-hmm. humbling. She's so she's like inspiring to be around. Yeah, and she's done some like self healing journeys, and she probably killed me for saying this, but like one of them was drug related. And yeah. she like went on a really big excursion. Yep. Yeah. By herself. And she, she was looking in a, I'm going to get it wrong, but she was looking in a mirror and she was like a totally different person, like physically. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, I'm not this beautiful. Like, what who am I looking at? And somehow along this journey, she realized that what she was looking at was how everyone else sees her. Oh my God. And she just was like, like a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah. And she told me that I'm crying. So I'm tearing up. Oh. And she was just like, I've never been able to see myself like this. And wow. what I was looking at was how all of you guys see me and how my husband sees me now and how my kids see me now. And she just she was forever changed after yeah. that journey. I don't want to do Bell dress, but I love that shit. It didn't mean that shit. Because I would also like to go through that. Yeah. So I haven't, but maybe one day. That'd be a whole other journey. But yeah, she's like a rock star. She's mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's incredible. And we act like we've been best friends for 10 years. Yeah. But we haven't. And I've never felt closer to someone that I've known for less time. Yeah. Maybe much. But other than that,
0: <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Yeah. Well, outsider looking in, just the change in you and in Sarah since opening SNK has just been remarkable and inspiring. I think but I always I'm always watching. (laughs) I always say, but I'm always so inspired by everybody. And and I've seen that transformation in Sarah and I've seen that transformation in yourself. And It's inspiring to watch. I don't, it's hard to see when you're in it. Yeah. But it really is. You guys are doing amazing things. You are doing amazing things that a lot of people won't do. And a lot of people sit and and wish that they are doing those things and dream that they are doing those things, but will never put the foot in front of the other to actually start accomplishing those things. And it's scary, man. It's so fucking scary. (laughs) And I think like, I I just just found out
1: in the last eight months that I had a or ADHD. I it's like self-diagnosis and also like someone else that has it is like, oh girl, you fucking have it. And I'm like, you hey, to told you that I met you? I'm like, Shit, maybe I'm different. I don't know that. But I think when you when you function at the level that I do, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to know that you also struggle. Yeah. And I am a high functioning anxiety-ridden, ADHD-containing person. And I am so fucking high-functioning that you sometimes think everything's great. And I just, I don't want to just like verbal diarrhea about the things that I struggle with all the Mm -hmm. time. But I just want anyone who's messaging me saying, how do you do it all? You make it look easy. And I'm like, that's actually my downfall is like, Making it look easy because it's not, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone living up to unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Like it is hard, it is a struggle. There's so much reward and so much joy, but that is what high-functioning ADHD and anxiety mm-hmm. sufferers a lot of the time do. Is you don't know they're struggling because they have ten thousand things on the go, and a lot of the time they get out, they they do well with all of them. Right? Yeah, and so it's it's just when you asked me, we've talked, you asked me a little while ago and I not that I wasn't ready, but I just, I, I didn't, I wasn't not, not ready, but I was just like, she's had a lot of guests to talk about similar things and I didn't want to be repetitive. And people are like, oh, we have heard the anxiety story before. Right. And then I thought, okay, you know what? I, I kept getting a lot of messages talking about what I'm doing, especially in the tour. Yeah. I'm so, I feel so humbled that people are so proud Mm-hmm. But I just want to make sure it's for the right reasons. Yeah. There's that like guilt and anxiety being like, they're only saying this because they, they think it looks easy and they don't really know that it's not. And they don't want to be the one writing back instead of just saying, thank you so much. Being like, mm-hmm. thank you, but it's not easy. Because I'm like, you make it look so like It's not, it's just, you just want to accept a compliment, right? Yeah. So I'm like, if you want to use me as an inspiration or a role model, I am so grateful. But mm-hmm. like, I just want it to be for the right reason. Yeah. And so you're right.
0: Yeah. You're too humble. You're like me. My therapist tells me that Borgia, you're too humble. Except I said, my goal this year is to accept compliments and not say, and, but this and add a negative to the compliment. I know. So I'm always like, I always say now I said, I always, my girlfriend gave me a compliment last week and said something. And I said, I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And Zip and to my lips. Okay. On to the next topic.
1: I my husband cannot come And I'll say, You're looking really good. And he's, Oh, no, I got you date. Wait, blah, blah. I'm like, Just say thank you. Like, say thank you. You don't have to. That doesn't mean you agree. Yeah. You still feel the way you feel, but just this is how I feel. Yeah. So you don't need to change my
2: mind. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Don't like, you diminish yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Like, good. Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, no, I agree. It's it's hard to, to accept conflict but I, I'm like you, I try now to do that and feel mm-hmm. but you know I just want to feel good knowing that people are following and and looking up to me for for the truth, mm-hmm. not for what an Instagram facade looks like. And yeah, that's why I started opening up more and mm-hmm. hoping that that encouraged people. And I have to say, like one of the it was scary. I don't know if you watched the live that I did when I was pregnant. I'll probably watched some yeah, of it. Yeah, that one was wild because I started unexpectedly crying and I just it just consumed me like mm-hmm. all of the feelings that I was going through and I was struggling yeah. with really bad depression when I was pregnant and anxiety and everything. And I had so many people reach out with that. Your video encouraged me to go get help. Mm-hmm. And somebody did that for me. I saw somebody that I thought was the strongest, most yeah. powerful girl and she posted about her experience and her struggles and I was like... I think I need to do this. I think mm-hmm. that going on medication is the right call for me. And I hated talking about it, hated the idea of it. I always spent six months like not even entertaining it. I had a terrible experience with my doctor mm-hmm. and it was my naturopath. who was the reason why I did it because I had been working with her for three years doing everything I could naturally to try yeah. to. And she looked at me and she said, out of all of my patients, you have fought the hardest for your mental health. And if I could tell anyone that this is the right choice, it would be you. You should walk of this office with your head held high because you have fought for yourself mm-hmm. and for your health and for your happiness. And sometimes your brain just needs to reset. And then I spent a long time trying like to tell myself it's short term. It's yeah. only for six months. I'm going to reset my brain. And, this. and I came off of the medication when I was pregnant. And that was a mistake. But I wanted, I struggled knowing that like, I wanted to be the healthiest for her. Mm -hmm. And even though doctors and my midwife were saying it's okay, I was like, but it's not the best. I want to be better for her. I remember scream crying when I found out I was having a girl because I didn't want her to be like me. Because it was just, I wanted to stop being at war with my own mind. Mm -hmm. And not that that can't happen to a boy, but I feel like sensitive girls, Mm -hmm. like it's just right? And I just like, eventually, like at seven months, I went back on it and realized that like, I may be on forever and I'm okay with Mm it because it makes me me again. Yeah. And it's hard. I have friends who like had to go on medication after their babies, postpartum, which wasn't what I had. Mm -hmm. Mine was just before having already. Yeah. And to them, they called it their crazy pills because that's how they felt on it. But that hit me hard because I thought, oh, they look at me. Right. But it was, they felt crazy. Yes. And they were their crazy pills. Mm They're not saying, but it was a hard diet to have where I was this makes me feel shitty. Mm-hmm. we talked about it since. And she was like, my apologies. Like mm-hmm. it was never meant like that. Yeah. But it was hard. It, it's been a hard struggle. And I, I had people that said, thank you. I have one client who got her own help. And she said, I do so much. I don't even think that my boyfriend knows how bad I'm struggling.
2: I'm like, mm-hmm. I get it, right? Yeah.
1: So it's been a rewarding journey mm-hmm. sharing my story and my struggles because it's helping yeah. And that is the point of it. Yeah. It's not get sympathy, like it's to it's to share that you're not alone. Yeah. Because that's the worst part when you're yes. feeling, is feeling like you're the only one, or why can't I be different? Yeah. You still getting my head off the counter being like, why can't I just be fucking normal? Yeah. And I'm so glad that I don't feel like that
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you don't feel like that anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, I kind of want to circle back. You had said something when I had asked you to come onto the podcast and yeah. you're a little bit hesitant and, and everything. And, and you were nervous that someone's already told a
2: story, story yeah.
0: similar to yours. And, and I wanted you to know that your story is unique just because, you know, you have similar things in common with another person, whether it be anxiety or starting an own business your story is still your own and people are going to take what they need from your story and somebody else's story and and feel less alone in those words. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to ever think that if you had this opportunity to do this again with somebody else on another podcast yeah. or a speaking opportunity, I don't want you to ever to think that your story, just because someone else is talking about anxiety and mental health, that your story is not valid. Yeah, it's true. Because it it is valid. And I asked you for a reason. People are always like, you know why? And I I asked you for a reason. I've been following you. I've been watching you. And and I'm inspired by what you were doing. You were doing things. You were saying yes to things. And I've said this, but that people just don't do like that tour. That's a big undertaking. That's a massive undertaking. And most people would be like, yeah, maybe in three years. That's my three years, my three year plan. My we're going on tour. Yeah. What the fuck? Pack your bag. Like yeah. overnight
1: that happened. Yeah. That was a night anxiety took over. I didn't sleep. Yeah. And it was planned. And we were going. And you're, you're going. And it and it
0: and it's right. And it's Yeah. And yeah, some people would sit and stew and be like, How can I make this perfect? How can I get into all of these places? Or whatever. Who am I going to collaborate with? Were you guys just? went and did it and ran with it and used the fire just to pursue it. And there's so many people that are trying to use a small flame. Yeah. Right. You kind of have to when you get the idea, just let it just run. My advice, not that you asked, but my advice I'll
1: take it for those doing anything like this is to do whatever the fuck you can to enjoy Mm -hmm. the process and the moments because I don't. And Mm -hmm. I taught at a salon that is someone that I have looked up to for most of my career, who travels all over, who has not that followers matter, but has hundreds of thousands of followers, who has, is just a celebrity in our field. And mm-hmm. she asked me to teach at her place yeah. and I stood beside her while she watched me educate on her stage. And I, granted, I was very sick that time. And that was, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and, oh shit, my pants upstairs. <laughs> it was not okay. A lot of clenching. Oh, my God, that was terrible class. Great class, terrible for me. It was hard, but I never took the moment that I needed to, mm-hmm. to just, I try and I'm saying the things and I'm, and I'm doing it, but I'm just not actually, it's it, not encompassing my body. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to like, be where it's like, you're like white noise, like your, your mind is off and you're like, holy fucking shit. I'm mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. That's what I want for myself for this next year. I want to, to, to feel the things I'm saying. I'm so mm-hmm. fucking proud of myself. I want that to take over my body in that mm-hmm. moment. And, I
0: am gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come back on tell you it. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Caitlin, thank you so much for thank being you. here in person. It was such an amazing conversation, and I just loved hearing your story. And thank you for what you're doing. This is awesome. And there's so many people that mm-hmm. I read the feedback that people post or send you after they listen to someone's
1: podcast, and you're you're changing the narrative, especially mm-hmm. in our town, but even greater audience. So it's awesome. Don't stop.
0: I (laughs) will.